Welcome to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, where we highlight and share the stories of African-American women who are 30 plus, child-free, wonderfully made, and living their best life. Remember, womanhood is not synonymous with motherhood. This is Dr. Angela L. Harris, your host. Come join me as we get comfortable and cozy with no bibs, no burps, no bottles. Stay tuned. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for coming to another episode of No Bibs, Burps, Bottles. I'm your host, Dr. Angela Harris, also known as Dr. Ra, and I'm so excited to have another special guest. So I have met this guest before. She did a a photo shoot for me, and I had a great time. But before I give it all away, I'm going to share a little bit about our guest. So our guest is a personal branding and portrait photographer, photography coach, an insurance agency owner. She is a jack of all trades. My guest was born abroad, but is Southern raised, which translates into her love for travel and eating lots of yummy food. She spent most of her days sitting behind a desk at her nine to five gig, but she loves to get behind the lens during her time off, which is where she is passionate about capturing amazing brands and creating wonderful memories for each client that she encounters. And I had the opportunity to just have a great photo shoot and I'm so delighted to have my guest with me. Please welcome everyone, Denise Benson. (laughs) Hey Denise, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I am good. I I am good. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. And I know I can't thank you enough, but thank you for meeting with me today and sharing your child-free journey and story. And so I read just only a snippet of your bio, but I would love my audience to know a little bit more before we kind of delve into the child-free stuff. Um, (laughs) A little bit more about Denise Benson. Like, so a little bit about you. (laughs) So um, I was born in Germany. I am the child of a military father and he was stationed in Germany and that's where he met my mother. So yeah, I grew up in Germany. Um, Then we moved to the States and kind of lived a little bit of everywhere until my dad finally retired in South Carolina, which is where I live now. Mm -hmm. Um, After, let's see, I went to college at the University of South Carolina and I studied um, fashion merchandising while I was there. And that kind of sparked my love of like the creative journey. But when I um, graduated from school, it was kind of hard to find a job in the fashion industry in this area. I had done an internship at Essence Magazine um, the summer before I graduated. And I kind of realized that you need to live in a larger city in order to do what I really wanted to do. And living in New York City that summer was just not for me. Mm-hmm. I knew I was, I was a country girl. <laughs> so um, so I decided after graduation that I would go work at my dad's insurance agency, which he had started in 2000. And I graduated in 2002. So mm-hmm. I've been at the insurance agency with him since 2002 when I graduated from USC. But I kind of still had that spark for creativity. So in 2009, I took a photography course at the local technical college just to kind of play around with cameras, have a little bit of fun, and posted a couple of pictures on Facebook. And it just kind of took off from there. It was not anything that I ever planned to do on the side or to make money, but it's, wow. yeah, it's come a long way since then. So mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I just celebrated my nine-year anniversary of officially being in business as a congratulations thank you so so it's been an interesting journey it's it's been fun so I'm interested to hearing about how you manage 
all your interests, right? Mm -hmm. So you have your photography, you have the insurance. Oh, it was a, it was a hard balance to kind of find. And it took me a few years of running both businesses because even though people call it a side hustle, it's another full-time job if you work at it the way that you're supposed to work at it. So it started out with me just shooting on weekends and I was quickly getting burned out from that working Monday through Friday at the insurance office and then spending every Saturday and Sunday shooting. And then on top of that editing and then marketing yourself. I mean, it's two full-time jobs and it took, it took a few years for me to kind of find a balance to the point where where I wasn't completely burned out because usually by the end of the year in December when Christmas would roll around it was like I was just ready to like collapse mm-hmm. so um, I had to kind of start being strategic about when I shoot how many shoots that I do per month and things like that to try to find that balance because I still did want to you know go out with friends go out on dates spend time with my family go to church you know all of that so it's like I had to find a balance between it and it wasn't easy but setting up boundaries was probably the biggest thing that worked for me, setting up boundaries for not only myself, but my clients and their expectations. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Boundaries, mm-hmm. if you don't have them, you'll be all over the place. That's all it. over the place. And that's, that's in any aspect of your life, not even yep. just business. That's personal too. Yeah, Definitely, definitely. And we actually have two connections for my listeners. And so we are also sorority sisters. So that's one. And you, you graduated from USC and I actually worked at University of South Carolina in Columbia for a year when I, um, I did a residency there, internship there. So you shared a little bit about your businesses, about where you grew up. Can you describe your life at this point, uh, being child free, um, being the age that you are, I'm not going to share your age. You can share that if you want to. Mm -hmm. And just, What is your life now being a child-free woman? Um, Well, I don't mind sharing my age. I actually just turned 40 in January. So big Toro, which was exciting. Mm -hmm. But um, my life is definitely not where I imagined that it would be 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, 20 years ago, I think we all kind of, most of us, most women, I think, kind of have that dream of, having a child, being married at, you know, 40. And that's definitely where I saw myself. You know, I I was very idealistic. I was like, oh, by 25, you're going to be married. You're going to like have a kid on the way. And then when 25 hit and none of that was a reality, I was like, okay, so maybe you just need to stop planning and allow life to just happen. And so for me now at 40, I absolutely love being child-free. Um, I don't know if that's the norm with the people that you speak with that are in the same realm of life that we're in right now, but I love it, Um, especially with everything that's going on right now with the pandemic. Um, It's nice to come home because I do still work at the essential, you know, insurance is considered an essential job. Mm -hmm. So loving coming home to no one, (laughs) not Mm -hmm. being responsible for helping anybody with their schoolwork um, and just kind of being single when we were still going out and about, you know, not having to answer to anybody not having to drop kids off with anybody um, and just being able to meet my girlfriends for a drink and mm-hmm. I, yeah life is good I'm, I'm happy <laughs> and and I would say that it's been half and half more so what you've described in, in regards to people feeling really good about where they like where their life is today mm-hmm. I think for some people it's been a journey especially if they wanted kids and tried to have kids or they had this um, plan, um, so to speak. And so you talk about this plan of, you know, by 25, I'm going to have this, 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 and this. Can you share a little bit about how you 
how you adjusted your thinking or your way of feeling about the experiences because obviously what you fantasize didn't come to fruition just yet. So tell me how you, how you've made sense of that and how you experienced that. It was a lot of prayer. Um, me and God had to have a lot of talks <laughs> as well as me and my very close friends. A lot of my very close friends um, are in the same situation that I'm in. So had I, you know, had I kind of come up with other women that were getting married and having children, things could have, you know, I, I may have interpreted things differently, but having a lot of friends that are kind of in the same boat that I'm in, I was able to have that conversation over the years. And I mean, we still have those conversations, those of us that are still single and, you know, without children. Um, so it's been, it's been a, how do I say this? Um, it's been easier to deal with having other women in the same position as me that I can have those conversations with. So I'm not by myself, you know, just trying to figure this out on my own, but being able to have real conversations with other women, some of them that are kind of in the same boat that I'm in now, where like, I don't want kids, you know, I'm happy with not having kids. And then others that still do want it, but being able to have that conversation with them and talking them through their feelings and everything. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm I'm at the point where I'm good with it now. It did take a while, you know. Um, I've probably been at the point where I'm good with not having kids for about the last 10 years. When mm. it didn't happen at 25, I kind of said, you know, me and God had to have that talk. And it's like, okay, this is your plan. I'm not going to try to plan anything anymore because my plan obviously did not come to fruition. And it was probably for the best because the person that I would have ended up with had I gotten married around that age is not the person that I should have been with. Mm. So mm -hmm. it, it happened in my eyes the way it should have happened for a reason. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, so for the last 10 years or so, I've, I've been like, you know, if it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, that's great too. And then probably for the last three years or so, when I was 37, 38, I kind of came to the decision, if it doesn't happen by the time I'm 40, I'm probably not going to try to make it happen. And I'm okay mm -hmm. with that. Okay. And so I, and so I hear you say that you're okay with it. I have a follow-up question mm -hmm. because I know for some women, especially with so many of us having children now after 40, right before a couple of years ago, maybe 10, 20 years ago, having a baby at 40, 45 older was kind of unheard of. Or if you did, you kind of stood out. Right. So why 40 and not giving yourself a little bit of flexibility, even though you're okay with it now, because right. there's still time. Right. And there is still time. And sometimes I hate putting the word, the number 40 out there because it's like, oh goodness, I could end up pregnant in the next six or seven <laughs> months. Like I put it out to the universe that I'm not going to have any children. But um, for me, I just never really wanted to be an older parent. Like when I'm 50 years old, I want to be traveling the world and just, you know, really enjoying my life. And I don't want to be raising a 10 year old at 50. And, you know, if that's your thing and if that's what you want to do, you know, by all means, go for it, have fun with it. But the way that I envision my life kind of developing over the next 10 years, I just don't necessarily foresee me raising a child as a baby, you know, to 18 over mm -hmm. the next 20 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not to say that it couldn't happen because it certainly can happen. Definitely. <laughs> but it's just it's not really in the cards and it's not something I'm trying to make happen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So you have this plan and so many of us do, you know, we have these age, these milestones, like 25, I'm going to do this. And by 30, because 30 is that magic, magic age where you have kids and you're married and you have a house. Right. And so can you recall your earliest recollections or in regards to 
when you wanted to be a mother or when you wanted to be pregnant, when you wanted to have a baby? Like, how far back did you kind of fantasize about that? Ooh, I honestly don't remember a time where I probably didn't want to be a mother until I got older. I think it's just natural when we're, you know, little to play house and play with your baby dolls and expect, you know, pretend that they're your children. So I kind of always envisioned that for my life, um, but not necessarily because it's an instinct that I felt but more so because of that's what society said we were supposed to do. You know, that was the role that women were supposed to play. So I don't know if I ever actually had a true desire, like, oh, I have to be a mother, but I just expected it because that's what others expected of me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned society, and this goes into a, a, another good direction in regards to, did you experience any pressure from your parents, your family members, you know, everyone's just like, when you gonna give me some grandbabies? When you gonna have, when you gonna, when you gonna carry out this Benson name? And so did you experience that from your parents, cousins, aunties, anybody in your family? No, I've actually been very blessed. Now, I'm, there could be an aunt or two or a cousin, a distant cousin that may have said something down the line that I don't recall. But as far as my parents go, um, no, neither one of them have ever put pressure on me. My mother, I don't even know if I should say this, but my mother has always told me, do not get married, do not have children, go live your life, have fun, <laughs> travel. So that's kind of, and, and that made me kind of question her. I was like, well, wait a minute, you had <laughs> do you regret that? But <laughs> You know, but um, no, I've never had any pressure. And then I think my brother um, had a daughter who is now 10 years old. And then my sister got married and she has a son who will be four soon. So I think that kind of took some of the pressure off of me because even though I'm the oldest, the fact that they have kids. So I'm like, okay, so they can do the grandparent thing with my niece and my nephew, you know? So there's no pressure on me to be able to provide them with grandchildren. Mm -hmm. But I'm very blessed. Neither my father or my mother has ever kind of Put pressure on me. They've just wanted me to be happy, regardless of what that looks like. Now, my dad probably does want me to get married, <laughs> um, but I so don't. My dad, <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he necessarily cares about you know grandkids. Now that he's got two, I think he's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And so you mentioned your your girlfriends, and you said it seems like you're not the only one who's child free, and it seems like there are conversations that happen in your friend group about being single and not having children and. For those who want children as well. So have you ever had any experiences, um, more so not so pleasant experiences, some experiences that have made you like question whether that's with friend groups, outside of friend groups, work experiences where um, you're the only child free and other people are talking about their kids and showing pictures about just any any experiences that come to mind that that you've had to kind of raise an eyebrow about. Not necessarily. I don't know. I think because of, I don't know if it's just because of the people that I've surrounded myself with, um, but I've never felt like the oddball really in a conversation that I've had. Um, And if I was the only single or, you know, person without a child in the conversation, at least it didn't trigger anything inside my brain to make me think, ooh, I can't participate in this conversation. But look, if I'm in a conversation with married couples or with people that have children, I'll find a way to throw my niece and my nephew in there some kind of way. (laughs) So (laughs) even if I don't have children of my own, I can relate to some aspect of whatever they're talking about. But Mm -hmm. no, I've, I've not really found myself in a lot of situations like that. And I don't know if that's just 
because of um, the people that I tend to hang around the most mm -hmm. and to be, you know, similar people to me in lifestyle. But no, thankfully, I've never really found myself in that position. Good, good. So let's transition to dating. <laughs> so what has it been dating? What has your dating life experiences been like those that you feel comfortable sharing, being child free, you know, dating men with children, men saying they may want to still have children and date you. So those experiences. Mm -hmm. um, dating has really not been an issue. I am in a relationship right now with someone that has a child, but, um, but as far as, you know, me, them having conversations with me about where we have children or anything like that, no, we're just kind of always been on the same page with anybody that I've dated. Um, and it's, it's never been an issue. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're open to, cause I would, I would imagine if you're open to dating someone with a child and if it progresses that there's this, um, flexibility and openness to being a stepmom. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think especially now at, you know, our age with me being 40, the likelihood of me meeting anybody that doesn't already come with at least one child is probably very slim to none. Mm -hmm. uh, Sure, it's out there, but from what I've seen and from what I've seen in my friends who have dated, you know, it's very rare to find somebody in our age group that doesn't have a child. So I think for the most part, you kind of have to be open to it. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's never been an issue. Trying to, you know, being a stepmom has has never been an issue for me. And prior to this relationship, did you have um, boundaries, so to speak, as we talked about earlier? So I know some women, they're like, I'm open to dating a man with children, but I don't want you to have a three month old. And okay. they're like, if you got teenagers, so did you ever, do you have boundaries? Did it, was it important to, to have grown kids, teenagers, didn't matter? Yeah, um, when I was probably 20, 20 to mid twenties, I was not open to dating anybody with any children. Um, and I feel like, you know, at that point I was still young enough to where I could, you know, get away with putting those kind of boundaries in place. But then, you know, as you get a little bit older, once you hit 25, 26, 27, well, he can have one kid. And then when you get like 28, 29, 30, well, maybe two, but <laughs> X amount of years old. So, mm -hmm. you know, it kind of, priorities kind of shift and things kind of change as you get older. But, um, but right now, as long as it's not like a two month old, <laughs> we're, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And how, how old is your partner's child? Is it an infant? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. He's five. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. So a little one, not not yeah. little, little, but not grown, not grown, 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 right? <laughs> so you still you get an opportunity to still to still really like you know um, help a, a young person emerge into them themselves, you know, when they're so young. So, so I'm curious to know, Denise. So there, we talked about society, we talked about family and friends, and how different messages, um, whether positive, negative, or in the middle, can sometimes um, just be out there. What comes to mind when you think about child-free women of color, Black women, African-American women, in regards to just society and, and the messages that society puts out there, or media, or print? Any TV shows come to mind? Any commercials come to mind? Like, how are we depicted out there? Oh, it's such, I think it's a very, um, a varying gamut of how we're depicted. I, I do believe, and I don't know what, what the statistics are. You could probably tell me better than, um, than I could tell you, but I feel like black women, especially educated older black women are 
we're a large percentage of unmarried and child-free women. Um, so I view it because I know so many of us, I view it as a good thing. I don't think it's a bad thing because there are so many of us and we're educated and we're smart and we're traveling and mm -hmm. we've got great paying jobs and we're pursuing our passions. So the way, you know, and shows like Insecure mm -hmm. or um, Girlfriends from back in the day, you know, I feel like that depicted us in a great light because it showed us, you know, we're smart. We've got these successful careers. We have fulfilling lives outside of being married or outside of having children. Mm -hmm. And so um, it just kind of depends on what you're looking excuse me, what you're looking at, um, you know, if you're watching the reality TV shows, you know, that's obviously not going to represent us in the best light. But, um, but I think a lot of the TV that's out now that showcases or that's centered around um, older black women, I, I think it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And that's really what um, you and other guests, you know, um, kind of really portray in regards to there is nothing wrong with being an older woman who maybe got married at an older age um, or has decided, you know, by choice that they want, they don't want kids or they're still kind of like hoping, but they want to be married. And so this is really what my podcast is all about, celebrating women like you and other women who say like, I'm, I'm dope as I am right now, you know, and right. just because I'm not less than or less of a woman just because I don't have children or I'm not married or fill in the blank. So, right. um, so tell me about your, your thoughts. So when we think about legacy, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, we're, we're continuing the generations, right? You have a son who carries on the last name, your kids are your legacy. Um, what's your legacy going to look like being child free? at this point? That's a really good question. And I've, that's something I've actually never thought about. Um, but I don't think a, a legacy has to necessarily live on through an offspring. Um, for me, I feel like my legacy can live on in the work that I do. Mm -hmm. My legacy can live on through my niece and my nephew. So I don't necessarily feel like it has to come from my personal offspring. Um, what I do in the world right now matters, and I'm hoping to build a legacy for the work that I'm doing and anything that comes after it, you know, anything any anything else any you know people that I bring into the fold mm -hmm. and what they go out and do you know I don't necessarily think it has to be tied to an offspring mm -hmm. and that's again another message that I'm trying to put out there is that you know a lot of times it's the family you know husband wife kids mm -hmm. and then you kind of continue the generations and that might look different for you that might look different for me especially if we don't have children and so you mentioned your niece and nephew and so i have a nephew i love to hear about your relationship with your niece and nephew because just because we are child free doesn't mean that we're childless right so tell me a little bit about your relationship with your niece and nephew and what that looks like um i am very close to both of them so my niece um spends a lot of time at my parents house so she's basically there Monday through Friday. My mom takes her to school in the mornings. And so especially when I was still living back home um, and I work in the same town that my parents live in. So my insurance agency is in the same town. So I go to my parents' house every single day for like lunch. And so oh, I you right home cooked meals every day. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, so I would see my niece a lot when I would go there. Um, and then my nephew, he lives about 10 minutes from me and I try to see him as much as possible we spend time together we go on ice cream dates and you know when mom and dad need a date night they'll drop him off at my place so mm -hmm. I'm very very close to them how yeah. old are your niece and nephew 
So my niece is 10 and my nephew is three. Yes, big difference. And then, you know, she's, you know, starting to get into that preteen mm-hmm. age. And then he's just like a little wild man. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's very, so your different. parents got their hands full. They don't, exactly. need, <laughs> they don't need anything from me. <laughs> You're like, uh, they, they got the check. They got a little one right. and they got a preteen. They're good. They're right. good. <laughs> so Denise, what message would you give a young woman? So 25, you know, 23 to 25 to 28, um, a young woman who knows already that they want, that they don't want children, but Mm -hmm. they're getting maybe pressure from society, from a partner, from their family. What message would you want them to hear from you? Um, Well, if they already do not know, if they already do know that they do Mm -hmm. not want children, um, I would just continue to tell them, do not let your happiness be tied to what other people want for you. Um, Your happiness has to be tied to what you want for you and not what anybody else wants for you because nobody else is going to help you pay for those kids. Mm -hmm. Nobody else is going to help you raise those kids. Even if you get help from mom and dad, you know, with babysitting, that child is your responsibility. And if you know that you are comfortable and okay and happy in life without having that, then keep searching within and stop searching without for happiness. You know, don't, don't tie your happiness to other people um, and what they want. And don't tie your happiness to having a child because life is a little bit greater than that. You know, sure. Kids can bring you lots of joy. They can bring you lots of happiness, but I think if you're not happy with yourself, and what you have going on for yourself, then a child isn't going to bring that for you either. Mm -hmm. So just continue to do what you do and have fun and live your life and don't let your happiness be tied to anybody else. That's good, good counsel, good advice. And we also know that people also can change and shift, right? So someone who's a young woman who's like, you know, I don't want kids, that might shift for them if they decide at 30, 35 that they, and that's the beauty of it all is about, making sure that each individual has a choice and that they are doing what's in the best interest of them. That makes them happy. Exactly. That's, that's what it boils down to. Yes. Yes. I want to know, do you have any regrets or would you do anything different? Hmm. I try not to, and I know this is super cliche, but I try not to live with regrets because I've kind of come to learn that everything that happens in my life, good or bad, is a stepping stone to the next stage in my life and is always a learning lesson. So no, I try not to live by regrets. The one thing that I would probably tell like 22-year-old Denise is stop making plans. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I'm very goal-oriented, so I'm, and I've got planners for days, so I am a planner by nature, but when it comes to the big things in life, don't make plans. Just kind of go with the flow and control what you can't control and release what you can't control. Mm-hmm. And if you would have done that back then, do you think you would have still come to the same point? I Had do. You- Mm-hmm. I didn't think I would have come to the same point, but I probably would have come to this point earlier. I mm-hmm. would not have, because, you know, I went through periods where by 30, when I wasn't married and I didn't have kids, um, 30, my 30th birthday was a little bit rough for me. Um, you know, I just, you know, 40 was amazing. And I was like, this is who I'm supposed to be. I'm finally the woman that I was always meant to become, but 30 was a different story. 30 was a little bit hard for me. So had I, you know, talk to myself back when I was 22, 23, 30 may have not been such a difficult, you know, road to get to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great. And so tell us, what 
is Denise Benson up to? Please share with the audience a little bit about your photography, anything that you want them to know, just plug the awesome things that you're doing. Thank you. Um, so I, like you stated earlier, I'm a branding and portrait photographer. I have niched down to doing primarily branding portraits, but um, I do still do, you know, families, engagements, senior and high, um, seniors, high school and college seniors. So, but primarily branding, that's kind of my passion. And I think it's because I've always been an entrepreneur for pretty much my entire adult life. Um, I was working at the insurance agency at 22 when I graduated from school. So I've always had that entrepreneurial blood in me and I get excited when other people go after their dreams and want to work for themselves and grow their passions. So that's kind of what took me into branding photography and I just love it. I get to meet new people like you mm -hmm. all the time. Um, I get to talk to people about what their passions are, what career path they're taking. So that's been a lot of fun. So um, I started kind of in branding photography probably about two or three years ago, and it's just taken off. Um, there's so many people now that are starting their own businesses that need amazing visuals for their websites and their social media accounts, because now marketing is basically all online, you yes. know? Mm -hmm. so, so it's been amazing to kind of get in there and help them with their pictures and just have fun and meet new people. Yeah. And I have to connect with you soon because let me tell you guys, met Denise uh, probably last year sometime, a year and a half, and you were awesome to work with. We went in the Noda area, we took some pictures and you just made me feel very comfortable and just the backgrounds that we selected. And I love color, like you really pay attention to your clients. And so anyone who is interested, if you have a business, if you need photos, just work with Denise. And Denise, can you tell everyone where they can follow you, where they can reach you if they are interested? Absolutely. So my website is denisebensonphotography.com. That's got my portfolio on there. So you can see examples of my work. It's got a contact form on how to contact me. Um, you can also find me on Facebook at Denise Benson Photography, as well as Instagram at Denise Benson Photography. Those are the, the three you know, main platforms that are the best way to reach me. Um, but yeah, I would love to connect with anybody, especially if you're in need of branding photography. Like I said, that's my niche and that's what I'm excited and passionate about. About. So yeah, um, I would definitely love to connect with anybody that's in need of images. Yes, guys, please, 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 especially if you're in the Charlotte area, um, contact Denise. And I need to get with you because when, when we met and worked together, I think I was a little heavier, but girl, now that I'm working at home, I might be the same size, but <laughs> I lost a little bit of weight, like 25 pounds mm -hmm. and my pictures, I can see the pictures from when you took and how I look then, I'm like, oh, I need some new pictures because I was going to use the pictures that you took for the, um, the cover of my book. And now I'm like, oh, I've lost a little bit of weight. I need to take some new pictures. <laughs> but girl, I've been home eating everything that I'm not supposed to eat. So we'll see. We'll see. Understand. So please connect with Denise Benson. So Denise, thank you so much for joining us today. I do appreciate you sharing your story. Everyone who's listening, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please tune back to No Bibs, Burps, Bottles, the stories of African-American women without children. And remember, womanhood is not synonymous with motherhood. Stay tuned for the next episode. Peace out. You have been listening to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, a podcast dedicated to the stories of African-American women without children. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. 
Until next time, keep living your best child-free life. <laughs>